Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. Yeah, I just wanted to say something else about, like, polarization. Like, you know, I think that, you know, both extremes, and, and I don't think this is, this is unique to either either end of the political spectrum. Cause I feel like on like the one hand you have like the extreme right, um, who, when there's a Republican that tries to like, you know, say like, Hey, the election wasn't stolen or, you know, maybe makes a deal or makes a, a you know, a, a, a normal choice, but then partners with a Democrat and that person is then, branded as a rhino or a Republican name, name only, and that they're like then kicked out of the party or then voted out because they like, you know, breathed around a Democrat. Um, and then on the other side, you have like these like liberal purity tests where, you know, like if you don't, if you don't like check all the boxes in terms of like whatever I say is like that I consider progressive or liberal, then you are, you know, you're Donald Trump. And it's like, Hey, we don't have to agree on all of the things and I can still be a progressive. I can have like an issue over here. And if I just because I don't check 100% of the boxes doesn't mean that I'm like, you know, uh, a MAGA Republican. Um, you know, we sh we need to like be accepting of people with diverse um and I'm I'm a pretty darn liberal socialist guy, but you know, there've definitely been you know, times where I differ with people and they like brand me as like a, a MAGA person. I'm like, okay, you're not really hearing what I'm saying because we disagree on this one point doesn't mean that like I am the enemy or like this other thing. And I think that both sides do that to a, to a degree. And like we would, we would be so much happier if we could like continue to like work together a little bit better for the common good. But um, I don't know. I don't know how to like reverse the polarization that's been going on. Yeah, I totally agree, right? Like we've entered this era where people don't look for commonality. They focus on the division. Um, and one of the one of the things that really pointed that out to me was when when this most recent woman was being appointed or it was in a hearing, the person that was appointed to the Supreme Court when she was in that hearing, Katanji or whatever her name is, Oh, yeah. Somebody asked her, somebody asked her, well, what do you, you know, how would you identify a woman? She couldn't answer the question because she was so worried about offending some demographic. Right. Yeah. And it's oh. like, you're, you're a woman, just say what your opinion is. And that's okay because it's your opinion. And that doesn't mean that you hate anybody. It doesn't mean that you're discriminating against anybody. Um, I mean, I get that the question was a setup, but the fact that she couldn't answer it said a lot. Yeah, but it also says a lot about, like, the political climate that we're in as well, you know? It really does. It really does. I'm, I'm, I it's agree all with about you. I'm gotcha pretty, questions. Yeah, totally. And, I, yeah, it, and it totally was a gotcha question, but the fact that she couldn't just slam dunk that thing and make it seem silly and inconsequential, that said a lot as well about the climate. The, that we're in and the cancel culture and all that um but i agree with you like i'm a, i'm a very left-leaning probably socialist communist bent kind of person 
And uh, but I've actually had people call me a Trumper because I'm so far left of them that they're thinking that I'm right. <laughs> like, no, no, never voted for a right candidate in my life. funny though but yeah there's certain triggers like that where you're just like okay you're not hearing me this conversation's not going anywhere have a good day you know yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't even really like debates right i can't stand arguing and i don't even you know i've been asked to take part in debates on stereo and i i really don't want to do it because in a debate somebody's dug in on their perspective or their opinion and they want to argue yep. about it. I'm I'm an open-minded guy, and if you can point me towards documentaries or reports uh, that that counter something that I'm thinking is true is the case, then I'm all about it. You know, I'm I'm constantly looking for the truth and more truth. I'm a documentary fiend, so <laughs> you know. I don't dig in, like, I don't do personality politics, you know, um, identity politics, right? Um, I don't have a guy, I don't have a team. Um, and I just, I don't really, I mean, I guess I understand it from a psychological standpoint of, of how people gravitate towards their people, their team. But I think that's just such a simplistic way to be because nobody's, you know, life isn't black and white and nobody fits in any one box completely. You know, we're all individuals. We're all humans. And most of us want, really want, uh, at the core, most people in the world really want the same thing, you know, when you get down to the basics. Yeah. Hey, we got some three more messages from Olive. I think the polarization is like beyond repair. I think it became beyond repair when disagreeing with a certain ideology that's prevalent in like one side so let's say liberals um when it became that disagreeing with them was not only a moral fault and like you were somewhat demonized for it and highly judged that's one thing um people have the right to judge others that's fine but um when they're when it became that you have like real life consequences for it, um, like canceling, um, deplatforming, uh, demanding a public apology just for disagreeing with somebody. Yeah, and I'll I'll take it the next step. What about the poop driving your car into a crowd of people because you disagree with that? uh march or that protest like that's like mm. wow what happened to like and, and that person will claim to be a patriot and a good american like dude yeah. you're getting it so wrong everything about this country that's beautiful gives people the right to say disgusting horrible things you don't defend the person that says things you like you need to defend the person that's saying things that you completely disagree with that's what yep. free speech is about yeah got another message from olive like this woman went on television i don't know who she oh what happened there part two sorry i saw this woman give an interview i think she's like a famous either like journalist or author i'm not sure um maybe in the uk 
but essentially she was asked uh what is a woman and she couldn't she literally said i can't answer that question in this context like and she looked visibly scared um because that could result in you like answering that incorrectly um could result in like you losing your job essentially and then this other woman went on and um she was also like she is also famous and um she answered it very directly unapo- and unapologetically and then the heat was so strong afterwards um and like there was an avalanche on social media she issued a public apology a few days later because they didn't like the answer yeah susan sarandon answered that question blatantly um you know she said you know we in the women's rights movement have fought long and hard for our rights i'm not going to give up give them up now or whatever and and she was shredded over social media and she said no i'm i'm not i'm not backing down on this i'm willing to die on this hill um and to me that's just such a crazy argument cuz we're trying to say that biology isn't biology like equal rights for all equal treatment under the law for all but now we're trying to change the language that i to me there's no there there to me that's like the bathroom argument like the only thing that happened by having unisex bathrooms is now all bathrooms are disgusting whereas the women's <laughs> ones used to be nice but you know i used to sneak into a woman's bathroom every once in a while if there was a long line in the men's room i'd sneak into the women's room and it would be nice and there'd be fake plants in there and stuff now all bathrooms are just disgusting creeper so so nobody won um yeah today i experienced a horrible public restroom and i won't even go into detail but it was horrific and scarring <laughs> mentally scarring and i had to check well, my shoes when i left well i am uh i will differ with you on this in that i am not a language purist you know i feel that we made up the definitions of words we can change them and so like if we want to make the word woman more expansive we can and i'm okay with that you know and like we as society get to decide that and if we want to like do that and that's what we're fighting about right now and we'll like flesh it out and you know 50 years from now it'll be less of an argument because we'll have things more figured out and we'll be arguing about something else it's kind of less like you know we used to argue if whether whether or not interracial marriage was you know um legal or should be legal or was holy or was against you know christianity and now like nobody argues that anymore there's i can't find anybody that does that even like Clarence right. Thomas who was like you know arguing about like you know um should we like drop x y x y z um based on like the 14th amendment um which interracial marriage was also based on that in terms of like legalizing it but he's also in an interracial marriage himself and he didn't mention that interestingly but he did talk about like how gay marriage could also be you know taken away similar to like Roe v Wade because of the um you know the 14th amendment so i don't know it's it's interesting but i mean in in terms of like definitions of words of women and men and you know the spectrum of sexuality sure blow it up i don't care I mean, I don't know. I'm not really. I don't really care that much about the the definitions of the words that I would like. You know, dehumanize or potentially like take make people like you know feel like they are not a human because they are not recognized. And like, you don't have to necessarily say, you know, like that's why we say that 
that someone is a trans woman is different than, you know, someone who's a cis woman. So we have these words that we could define and everything. And I think that's okay. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt me at all to like, you know, have an expensive view, but that's just my thoughts. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I was in an interesting conversation where somebody identified themselves as a cis trans woman. And I did my head spun around. I was like, Oh, I'm so confused right now. I feel like such an old white man. Uh, I'm like, can you explain that to me? And they they just, they got mad. They're like, I don't need to explain myself to you. And then started calling me names and stuff. I'm like, wow, this just, that really took a 180. Um, But I agree with you. I mean, things, you know, the only thing I see is that, you know, women's rights needs to be a thing, right? And and if, you know, cis, cis woman, fine, right? Cis women's rights needs to, all women's rights needs to be a thing. But women have fought, you know, my mom was a huge advocate and, and warrior in the women's rights movement all through the 70s and everything. Um, so I think that needs to be, you know, respected a little bit whatever but yeah but like the way you said it it does yeah i think it i think it is and i think that one of the traps that like people start getting into is like comparing struggles and like people will say well my struggle is was tougher because of this and this and this happened or people say no my struggle was was is is more important because this and this and this happened and i think the, that's probably not a necessarily, in my opinion, a productive conversations because, you know, these, these kind of like fights for, for civil rights, whether it be like, um, you know, um, women's rights or black rights or gay rights or trans rights or whatever. I don't think that there's like a one-to-one, like uh, direct connection between them. There are similarities but I don't think you can ever really like say these things are the same, um, which right. I, people often do just for like, you know, ease of talk. You know, how many times do people compare compare everything to the Holocaust? And clearly, like those, right. not everything compares to the Holocaust. Um, and you know, doing so is like cheapens the Holocaust. If you like, you know, say, well, you know, this, you know, me not getting my soup the way you're a Nazi. You know, like, clearly, like, this person who's, like, angered you about your soup is not a Nazi. But, like, you know, so, like, it's, you know, I think that we just have to, like, be respectful, like you said, of, like, the history of where we got here. And you don't necessarily have to compare yourself or, like, say you're better or your struggle is worse or whatever. Just, like, you know, support other people's, like, you know, civil rights. And if we're all, like, fighting for all of us to, like, be better or have, like you know, more productive and like fulfilling lives then hopefully it'll be there. But, you know, it's easy to like get really centered, I think, in whatever you're doing and kind of like to the detriment of everything else around you. So, and I think that, you know, people are people. So people are going to always think that their struggle is the most important because that's who they are. It's most important to them. But like sometimes having the more expansive view outside of your struggle is, is, is difficult. So it's, you know, people are people. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, yeah, it's, you know, personal person, you know, me centric, right? Um, yeah, but yeah. I agree, like any, any underdog, you know, power in numbers, right? So I'm an advocate for all underdogs. Um, 
And Martin Luther King, near the end of his life, was saying that, you know, this wasn't just about race. He wanted to unite all, um, you know, underpaid, struggling, poor people, because the more the better, right? Power in numbers. Um, And it's a very similar struggle between poor white people and poor black people because they're being oppressed by by moneyed interests, right? Um, Yeah. And like you said, not to take away from either person's thing, not to say that poor white people have it as bad. Of course not. They haven't endured hundreds of years of slavery and separation of families and all that. I'm not trying to equate them, but I'm saying better to have a larger team fighting the man than many smaller teams that can be disenfranchised and, you know, infiltrated and yeah. annihilated. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause I think that's, that was one of the things why I think the people who I think struggled the most with black lives matter, this, the word and the phraseology were poor white people because they're like, Hey, like I'm struggling. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. What's this privilege thing that you say I have? Like, I like, I'm literally like fighting every day and I like work 17 jobs and like I'm on welfare or whatever. And like, I have the same struggles. And so like convincing people who are poor white people that they have like white privilege, um, you know, I think they are some of the people that fought hardest for that. And I think, you know, yeah. uh, if you could again, look outside of that and say, Hey, like there's this class struggle that everyone is doing, but there's these other things that other people also struggle with that maybe make, you know, if you had equal, you know, class structure that their, their plight might be worse. And that's that intersectionality argument. And, you know, and I think that it makes sense logically. It's not like a one-to-one-to-one that if you have like 17 intersectionality points, then you're going to like, you know, be the worst, you know, thing ever or whatever. But like, you know, just like kind of getting out of like, like it's not us versus them. It's like all of us versus the man. <laughs> exactly. Well said. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Like I've, I've had discussions with many people who were saying that like, like you're saying, you know, either lower middle class, working class, poor white people who were like, I don't have any privilege. I'm fucking grew up poor. It's like, and, and the way I explained it is, have you ever had to worry that you were going to get shot when you got pulled over? No, that's white privilege. Doesn't mean that you got it, that you own a house, that you're driving a nice car. It doesn't have anything to do with financials. It's really simple. Institutional racism is not stacked against you. Yeah. You know, um, got a couple more messages from Olive. Love your messages, Olive. Yeah, you're right. I think one of the biggest problems um about how things are politically right now is how um tied politics is to individual personality for some of these people so when you say that you disagree with them on a certain point it's no longer oh i disagree with this view that is um held by you and the majority of your political party um it's like you're attacking them personally uh and I just think that's, it just shows like a lack of development in a person if that's such a big part of how you like identify, but yeah. I agree, but I also think we, it's it's partially this climate that we're in 
and and I think we've been indoctrinated into this viewpoint to to draw a line in the sand and be like this is the this is the line that nobody can cross right you 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 cross that line and those are fighting words whereas yeah. before you know democrats and republicans used to be able to talk when i was growing up you know you you might reach a point where you don't want to talk about politics anymore but it was never you fucking libtard fuck you you trump pansy it was it never got to that you know yeah well also like why why do we have it as like accepted that you know like in polite spaces you can't talk about like religion and politics like, shouldn't we be always talking about these things? Like, why do we make it so, like, you know, taboo? Like, these are things that are, like, you know, that are important. I mean, and I think part of it is because because of, like, the, the phenomenon she's describing is that, like, oftentimes people I don't think have fully, like, thought through or have, like, really bounced their their positions. It's just they... they they will sometimes have a an, an unnuanced position of, like you know, if you for example, if you like are in a religious or like conversation with someone who like in their identity sit in their identity they say I am a Christian, and so if you say something that is like you know, well, I think you know this is why I don't think like that a God exists, then they feel that you are not attacking the idea of a God that you are attacking them personally because they have identified this as their, as their being. And they haven't necessarily thought about like some of the questions that you bring up and then, and then people just get mad and cut you off because they, because of the things you're saying are potentially like disturbing their worldview and they aren't necessarily prepared to deal with that and they don't want to be rocked. So they just respond with anger. And so I just wish that we could talk more about these things so that people can like, get more nuanced positions instead of saying i'm a i'm a democrat and i won't listen to anything else you say that's against democrat or i'm a i'm a trump person and i'm not going to listen to anything you say that's anti-trump regardless of how bad something trump did then i'm still going to support him like that sort of like cultishness around like ideas is bad we need to like have like you need to like be able to like change your position without you know be calling a flip-flopper like if presented with information that is better than the information I have, I should change my position. Like you should be able to like, you know, be flexible. And like, you know, if you have presented with new information, you should be able to change your position and without, you know, having, you know, blowback or anything. So I don't know. Yeah. And without it rocking the core of your being, right. Don't be so attached to an idea. Right. Right. Couldn't agree more. You're making some great points, my friend. Making some great points. Love talking with you, bro. Always uh, a mentally invigorating conversation when I talk with the old Bjornster. Same old Davester. <laughs> Got another message from the wonderful Olive. It's one thing to see it as we made up the definition of words so we can change them um and they do change sort of organically as time passes and culture changes we adopt new words we dispense of old ones or the meaning changes for some of them um but it's another thing to uh force people to use certain words in certain contexts like and write it into law as they did in canada 
that's two completely different approaches. Yeah, I don't know what she's talking about, but it sounds interesting. Sounds weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about law in Canada, but do enlighten us yeah, if you, uh, if you can. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I agree with the basic sentiment. I mean, like, but I think also America is different than some of the countries like that, because, like, you know, like in places like Germany, you're, you know, they like banned the Nazi flag, you know. They do stuff like that, or like in France, they like ban the burkini or whatever it is that they want to like ban, um, you know, because they want to like you know have some more measure control over like society. But I think in America, we just don't like accept that kind of stuff as much. Like, you know, they're you know they're clearly like people who, at an individual level, don't do that. But I think as a as a general society, we value free speech and value the individual uh individuals right to like be able to voice their opinions for bad or worse um so i don't know i just don't think that should be happening here in my opinion i mean but at the same time you know i think if you don't want to be a dick then you need to like also change your 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 uh, words sometimes if you are saying well i i know one word for you know a person of color and I learned it in 1950, and I'm going to continue to use that word, regardless if, like, the entire population of people of color say that word's offensive. I don't know. I learned one word. I'm not going to change it. Then I'm sorry. Like, you are the problem, not the people who, um, who, who, who are, like, embracing the new definition. Like, it's, it's all of our job to constantly take in new information and adjust with societal changes. And, and if you are going to be inflexible and static then eventually you're going to be left behind and you have to be dynamic if you you know want to be like a functioning member of society that's just how society and language works absolutely static doesn't exist right the only constant is change and well, and that was a great that was a great example that you gave right because you know I'm sorry, but you can't go around saying the coloreds. I don't care if that was okay when you were in high school or whatever, right? Like society changes. And um and see that's a great point, man. See now you got me thinking about things that I was saying earlier. I'm like, hmm, okay, I need to be a little more flexible on some things. I'm not very flexible. Awesome, I have my very stiff back. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got the wheels turning, Bjorn. Olive, we got another message. Um, in Canada, they passed a law that makes it like illegal and a hate crime, I believe. It's Bill C-16, I think. Um, uh, yeah, it's a hate crime and illegal to misgender someone and um, not using the pronouns that they asked for is under that umbrella. So you are compelled by law to um, address someone as they, them, if that's what they ask for. Uh, but where does it stop? Like, you know, it doesn't stop at he, him, she, they. Like, they could literally ask you to call them anything and you have to. I really don't have a problem with, like, people being called what they want. What I have a problem with is like videos that I've seen where somebody like 
you know, in his store says, excuse me, dude. And I'm not a dude. I don't da -ba -da -ba, right. Like, whoa, OK, well. You know, I didn't I didn't know, you know, I think, you know, I'm all for respecting people's wishes. Right. But if somebody doesn't know and they're trying yeah. to be polite, then don't attack them for not knowing. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm all for people being able to be referred to as as they choose, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, vice versa. It's a little weird when you like refer to me as as you know, as a furry or whatever. But you know, to each their own. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I've seen the videos where people are like, um, you know, purposely misgendering people because they are refusing to. Which I think that there's probably more. At least I've seen more examples of that than the alternative. But at the same time, you know, videos of individuals. Um, not a movement or a everybody make, you know, I don't know. That was like some weird Yoda speak, but like, basically I'm just trying to say like, <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be like counterexamples of any group behaving badly. And I think yeah. like, you know, we just got to like not use the anecdotes and try to like strive for like what we want. Cause we can always find an anecdote or some weird person doing something weird. Right, exactly. You got to focus on the greater good and always focus on what you want, not on what you don't like, right? Because if you're focusing on what you don't want, then you're manifesting that, right? Mm. So focus don't on water what the you weeds. do want. Don't What's water up? the weeds, Dave. That's it. Don't water the weeds or they'll grow. Don't feed the trolls or they'll <laughs> grow. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Uh, got Olive coming in hot again. That's what um, put Jordan Peterson like in the public eye. He like made a video condemning the law that was about to be passed and has passed since, um, and just making it clear that it's you know it's a problem with free speech and not hating the person that you're talking to that's asking you to use different pronouns. It's compelled speech, and once you open that door it's a slippery slope i could see that i mean i could see both sides of it i do like jordan peterson i guess some people think he's a right-wing douchebag or whatever but he has some interesting things to say about just psychology psychology and philosophy in general i think my opinion can't say a lot about him so i don't know i'll withhold judgment yeah, I don't know much about him at all on a personal level. I just, you know, I just see his clips on uh, on the gram. He pontificates a lot. And he's sensitive and he has no problem crying on, on camera. And I like that. We need more of that. It's okay for men to cry. It's okay to show feelings. It's okay to be human. Indeed. Got another message from Olive. Like, if I was part of that community, let's say, and I identified as something other than she, um, like, it would be more beneficial to me for people not to be compelled uh, to use my pronouns and for them to have the choice to do so. That way, if somebody doesn't, like, it, like, filters out the people that just, like, you wouldn't get along with. You know what I mean? If it wasn't compelled, they would show you their true colors right away and you could just 
you know, move on with your life and know that that's not a person you want in your life. Whereas if you're being compelled to do it, like in a workspace or whatever, you really don't know who's maybe secretly resenting you because they don't feel comfortable doing it or just don't want to, and who's doing it because they genuinely care about you and how you identify and making you feel comfortable. There is an interesting thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, it kind of reminds me of like compelled religion or state religions, like where in the Church of England has, you know, we have the Anglican Church, which is the state church, and like the queen is the head. Um, And like, you know, it's become like one of the most atheistic countries out there, you know. So it's interesting, Um, you know, where in America we have no official religion or I don't think you have official language and like, you know, so we have kind of embrace more of that, like do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like on a surface level, just pulling back the microscope a little bit. The whole pronoun thing trips me out a little bit. Once again, being an old white dude, <laughs> um, just, I think it, I don't know, just my two cents, what people are going to do, whatever they're going to do. And I said, I, and I respect people and, you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but it would be much easier. It would seems to me, it'd be much easier to just tell people the name that you want to be called. Right. Like instead yeah. of telling me to call you, they or them can't, can't you just tell me what name you, what, what's your name? And can't I just refer to you like that? Like, a, like as a, you know, person to person. Yeah, I mean, I think that's normal. I think that, you know, if you're not sure, I think you can definitely use someone's name. And if you talk to, you know, if you talk to trans people, most reasonable trans people are like, you know, especially if they are not passing or if they don't really look like the gender which they feel, then I think they're not like super angry if they get misgendered out in the public. It's more of like if there's someone that they know who like knows their pronoun and they're being purposely misgendered. Um, I don't think that most people are going to get mad at like random people of the street who are misgendering them because how do you know? I don't think there's like, you know, we don't have like a mechanism yet, you know, without like Google glasses to look at someone and know what their, their pronouns are, you know, maybe someday. Exactly. Hey, Ray-Ban came out with their own version of the Google Glasses. Oh, yeah? Yeah, pretty exciting. I don't know. Scary. (laughs) Exciting slash scary times. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I think it's, you know, and I think when I I really think about it in politics and this and that, I think the reason that this issue is such a big deal is because it's a wedge issue. And I think part of me makes part of me thinks that the CIA started this whole conversation to get people to argue and to disenfranchise people, um, you know, because power in numbers, right? So if, you know, divide and conquer, the divide and conquer theory or, or uh, approach. I think, I think there's some of that going on. I think there's a little bit of psyops going on. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. 
Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.